0: ...by the world's best artists featured in every issue of the Comic Weekly. Insist on the Sunday newspaper that brings you the Comic Weekly. Disguised as South Sea Islanders, Jungle Jim and Kolu have set forth on an expedition... ...to find out what they can about the man who poses as Peter Stone... ...descendant of a white family that for generations ruled Nahia Island. In their attempts to become friendly with the natives... Jim discovers that the usually happy, carefree islanders are unusually silent and morose. All efforts to make friends are useless. The ordinarily friendly islanders recognize Jim and Kolu as strangers to Nahia and have nothing to do with them. Rather despondent over their failure to make any headway in their plans to win the confidence of the natives and thereby gain some information about the bogus Peter Stone, Jim and Kolu are seated alone on a deserted stretch of beach talking things over.
1: Well, Colo, much as I hate to admit it, it looks as though we're licked. We not have much luck making friends with natives, tuan. Much luck? Say, we haven't had any. You think we had some contagious disease the way those natives stay away from us? Mm. We can't get within 20 feet of one of them. With those fishermen, the moment we hailed them, they disappeared like a cake of ice on a red-hot stove. And those people in the native quarter, the moment we'd walk into a shop or a cafe, everybody stopped talking and turned their backs on us. And if we didn't leave in a hurry, they did. Maybe somebody know us, tell people before we come. Natives be, afraid to talk to us. I know, that's exactly what it looks like. But how could they know who we are? We haven't been on the island 24 hours yet. Nobody knew we were coming, nobody saw us land. None of Lowry's servants, or staff, knew who we were. We left Lowry's house carefully disguised and nobody saw us leave. Except Mrs. St. John. And I took her right back to the house and locked her up. Mm. Even if she did get out, she didn't have time to spread the news all over the island. Furthermore, I'm convinced she hasn't anything to do with our getting the cold shoulder from these islanders. Maybe this man, Peter Stone, knows us. But how? None of Laurie's guests on the yacht had time to warn him, even if they wanted to. Besides, none of them knew why we were coming. Somebody must tell native not to talk to us. Yes, I know that all right. That's part of this phony Peter Stone's campaign of terrorism. To keep the islanders from talking to any strange white visitors on the island. But we're disguised as harmless natives. Even you admit they can't see through our disguise. Yes, Tuan. We look like real South Sea natives. But something be wrong when native not talk to other natives. Now, oh, Garnet, this business has got me going. There must be one or two natives in the crowd with nerve and spirit enough to defy this phony dictator and talk to anyone they want to. Maybe. But we try lots of tricks. Try all kinds of people. All be the same, Tuan. Nobody stop and talk. Everybody go away when we come. Yes, I know. We've done our best and got nowhere. But there must be some friendly islanders who are not afraid to make friends with strangers, and we've got to find them. Must be some other place on island. Yes, we've tried the fishermen on this side of the island, and the people in the native quarter in the harbor. And they don't give us a tumble. So we're going to tackle the natives on the other side of the island. We better go quick, Twan, before this man, Stone, send word we come. Yes, Cotto. We're going to cut across country. We're going to stay clear of the town, and we're going to avoid these fishermen down the coast. I made sure no one has followed us here. I want to be sure no one sees where we're going. All ready, Colonel? Yes, Juan. We go this way, plenty tall grass and bush to hide in. Good. And this time, we're going to get some information on this phony Peter Stone or die in the attempt.
0: Kitty St. John, furious at the treatment she has received from Jim, has written a letter which she has sent by messenger to the bogus Peter Stone. Who promptly agrees to meet Kitty at the place designated in her letter. The following morning, while Lil is sunning herself on the beach, she catches sight of Kitty's trim figure. Kitty is evidently in a hurry, for she is walking briskly along the beach. Lil watches her until she turns a bend and disappears out of sight. At that moment, Tony Lowry appears and
1: joins Lil. Pretty little thing, isn't she? Oh. I guess that's how she keeps that elegant figure, taking brisk walks like that. Good
2: morning, Tony. (laughs) To sneak up on people like that. I
1: didn't sneak up, but you were so busy watching Kitty, you didn't notice my approach.
2: Yes, I was very much interested in Kitty St. John. In the first place, I didn't know she was so athletic. She doesn't usually get up so early and indulge in such vigorous walks, does she? Well, now
1: you mention it. No, I don't remember Kitty ever becoming so athletic.
2: Just what I thought. She's not hustling along the beach at that pace for the good of her health. She's going somewhere. And she's got something important to do when she gets there. I'm
1: afraid I don't quite follow your reasoning, Lil. What makes you think Kitty's off to meet someone? There's nothing but wild stretches of open beach up that way. Kitty's a very social creature. She only receives callers, visitors at the house. Besides, all this is my property, and I assure you there's no one around here she couldn't meet somewhere in the house.
2: Hmm, not so sure. I may be over-suspicious, but Kitty St. John has been acting rather strangely since last night. Oh,
1: I think it's your imagination, Lil. You've always been a little suspicious of Kitty right from the start, haven't you? Mm,
2: maybe, but for a very good reason. But let me tell you about this latest little encounter. I think when I've finished, you'll agree that I have good grounds for my suspicions. All right, Lil, let me hear
1: what you have to say. You may be right in your judgment. I'm not the one to question a smart woman's intuition.
2: <laughs> you remember when we set out to round up enough for a game of bridge? Yes. Well, I passed one of your houseboys in the hall. He had a letter in his hand, and on seeing me, he tried to hide it.
1: Where was he coming from?
2: Kitty, St. John's room. I knocked on the door and she seemed a bit confused when I walked in. She told me she had a headache and had sent for a pitcher of drinking water in order to take some aspirin.
1: Well, what's suspicious about all that? The boy probably brought the water and she gave him a letter to mail. Quite simple.
2: Yes, if the boy had brought the water. But I managed to look around and there was no water pitcher in the room. Oh. Explain that.
1: Well, I can't yet, but. Go on with your story.
2: As I said, she acted rather confused but complained of a bad headache. Yet a few minutes later, when she came in and began playing bridge, she'd completely forgotten about her headache and didn't even mention it. Well,
1: she'd probably taken the aspirin and cured the headache.
2: Okay. Well, now let's take up the matter of the letter the houseboy was carrying. I am positive that letter wasn't going to be mailed. She sent that boy to deliver the letter personally, wait for an answer, and bring back a reply. How do you know
1: all this, Lil? It's
2: quite simple we have been playing bridge for a little over an hour when the houseboy stuck his head in the room. I was watching Kitty closely. The return of the boy got her excited, but she didn't want the reply to a letter delivered in front of us. So she signaled him to go away.
1: Oh, this is very interesting. I'm sorry I didn't see it.
2: Well, you had your back, to him, and at that moment you were trying hard to make a rather difficult trick.
1: And when did the houseboy deliver this mysterious letter?
2: Shortly after we'd all retired to our rooms. I felt sure that Kitty St. John was up to something, so I left my door open just enough to see and hear what was going on. And what happened, Lill? The boy tapped gently on the door, and Kitty St. John opened it immediately. She signaled the boy to be quiet, but unfortunately, the boy's best page whisper was, so was loud enough for me to hear.
1: And what was the message?
2: Gentlemen say he meet you at place you say in letters. I heard the boy say that, and then she hustled him off and locked the door. Well,
1: that does sound rather suspicious. But I can't think of a man around the island that Kitty is sufficiently interested in to carry on such a secret affair. That is, of course, outside of Jim.
2: Oh, you can forget him in this little plot. She might still be interested in him, but I can assure you he's not the least bit interested in her. He regards her as a colossal bore. Then who do
1: you think the man is?
2: The fellow who poses as Peter Stone.
1: Oh, 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 come now, little, that's preposterous. Oh, Why, she doesn't even know the man. She's never even seen him, let alone talk with or write letters to him. Oh, now I'll admit that Kitty's vivacious, languid by turns, giddy, and even a little man crazy. But she's very particular in her choice of men. Why, this fellow who calls himself Peter Stone is a repulsive-looking individual. Narrow-shaped head, a low-brow, beady-eyed cuss with a hooked nose and receding chin. Why, Lil, he's the last man on earth Kitty would be interested in, regardless of the cause.
2: Well, I'm not so sure, Tony. I see a method in her madness. the real motive for wanting to become well acquainted with this phony Peter Stone. Oh,
1: come now, Lil. I think you've gone a little too far in your suspicions of Kitty.
2: She's a vain, proud little cat, Tony. She set her cap for Jim, but was completely repulsed every time she made an effort to win his sympathy. It hurt her pride, wounded her vanity, aroused her anger. She seeks revenge, and she's out to get it. And she's already laid her plans to get even with Jim through this phony Peter Stone.
1: You know, Lil, I admired you for your intelligence. I thought you were a very smart woman, the one woman worthy of a partnership with a man of Jim's caliber. But if you'll pardon my saying so, I'm afraid I've overestimated your intelligence. This idea you have about Kitty St. John is pure old-fashioned gay 90 melodrama. Knowing Kitty, as I do, and the circumstances of this case, as well as the character of the man who calls himself Peter Stone, I could only say it's utter nonsense to think of such a thing.
2: That's your opinion, Tommy. Tony? but I'm willing to stake my life on it that I'm right. Wait and see.
0: And even as Lil and Tony argue over the merits of the case of Kitty St. John, she is hurrying down the lonely stretch of beach toward a huge rock where the man who poses as Peter Stone and his chief lieutenant, Big Tom, await her arrival.
1: Anybody coming yet, Tom? Sure, boss. Sure, boss. Girls just come around Bend up there. Walk very fast. Are you sure it's the one I'm expecting? Sure, boss. She's a pretty yellow-haired girl, all right. Okay. You can come down from up there now. Uh, I was a little bit afraid that she might have changed her mind and stood me up. Mm, No, you boss. You're a pretty smart fellow. You have way with pretty girls. You do fine. Girl, I like you, boss. I hope this one likes me well enough to give me a little help. She can be awfully useful to us, Tom. Sure, boss. Pretty girl, always be big help. This one be pretty and live up in big house. Yeah, she get all big news for you, boss. That would be good. Ah, oh, don't get too excited, big Tom. She may not be as easy to handle as you think. Stick your head around the rock and see how close she is. Yeah, boss. She'll be about a hundred yards away now, boss. You be pretty girl. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going around the other side of this rock and meet her. Remember, you stay here out of sight. If I need you, I'll call you. Sure, boss. I stay here. Be quiet. Just listen. You go meet pretty yellow-haired girl. That'd be fine.
2: Are you Mr. Peter Stone? Yes.
1: You must be Mrs. St. John. I'm here as you requested me in your letter.
2: Very good. I can't be away from the house too long... All my friends will get
1: suspicious. I understand perfectly. And I'm anxious to get right down to business, too. Just state your proposition and I think we can get together.
0: So while Jungle Jim and Colo strive hard to make friends with the Islanders to gain the information they need to expose the bogus Peter Stone, Kitty St. John is keeping a rendezvous with the enemy and planning to help him fight Jim. In the meanwhile, Lil tries hard to convince Tony Lowry that in reality, Kitty St. John is an enemy and betraying their cause. Don't miss the next exciting episode in the adventures of Jungle Jim. Remember, you can follow these adventures in full-color action pictures which appear in the Comic Weekly, the world's greatest comic supplement containing the best full-color adventure and comic pictures. Remember, no other comic supplement can give you the top names of Cartoon Land, like the list of all-star favorites to be found in the Comic Weekly. The whole family follow the fun and frolics of Jigs and Maggie.